0: The real way to succeed online or in your business or I guess for me to everything is to shut your mouth, put your head down. You know nothing. Listen to that guy, implement, see what happens. If it fails, you now have data. It did not work. I did everything that I was supposed to do. It did not work. Let's analyze it. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now you know. But until you do all that, you have nothing to say and you should not make an opinion. That by the way, I'm not trying to be rude. That is how I started to see results because I was one of those guys.
1: This is Superfast Business with James Shranko. James Schramko. helping you build your business super fast. 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 James, Schramko, welcome back to superfastbusiness.com. This is episode eight hundred and six. I welcome my guest to this episode, John Lint mm-hmm. from 10xpro.io. How are you, John? I'm good. How are you, James? I am great. It's good to have you back on the show. It's been a little while, and yeah. you know, if we're not careful, the shows get out of control, and then I have to bring you back in. But you've got too much talent <laughs>
0: huh, thank and you. too much
1: knowledge uh-huh. not to share. And I do get people actually ask me, where's John? Can you get him back on? All right. I think most people by now know that you and I are partners, that I'm helping you to make 10X Pro the platform of choice for all of my audience. Mm-hmm. I use it myself. I have got a list as long as my arm of people who are having success with 10X Pro who will be on future shows coming, and we've had a few in the past, Yeah. just to make sure there's absolutely no question mark over what it can do. We're hearing different applications from memberships to courses to just using the funnel. So there's lots of different ways people use it, but what I wanted to do is get you on the show and to go through a rapid-fire Q&A over commonly asked questions that I hear or I've seen, especially posted online, especially on Facebook. When I do pop in there, I don't love being on Facebook, but I've found there's a couple of membership forums on Facebook where people ask endless questions. There's groups out there with up to 40,000 people who are confused as hell and it would appear they're not even getting guidance from the people who run the group. So I thought it would be good if we could solve their problems for them. Right. And I'm just going to propose these questions that I've seen online. So these are actual Mm. questions people have asked. Yeah. And we'll just answer them. You and I will give a quick soundbite each and we'll just go for a little while and we'll put this one down to a a membership FAQ. It's going to be very helpful if you are thinking about having a membership, Mm. if you already have a membership, if you've tried a membership and it didn't work for you, or if you're going really well with your membership and you want a few sort of ideas. So I think it's going to be valuable. Now, okay. if you have no interest in a membership, and, and I'm not sure why you wouldn't, because <laughs> <laughs> I love memberships. I've been doing them for a long time, since about 2007 mm-hmm. or so, and they are the reason I have the life I have now. I love the membership. I love the recurring element of it. Yeah, They are hard to get right. If you're not interested in memberships at all, skip this episode. Get onto episode 807. But for now, if you are, stick around. We're about to unleash the best we've got. So I'm just going to get straight into it. Yeah, let's do it. How do you continuously determine what your members want so you can adjust offerings to maintain engagement?
0: Okay, well, it's all about talking to your customers, listening to what they're saying, trying to engage as much as possible. I think that we, you and I, talked about this in the past, different ways to bring them back, right? Trying to listen to what they're saying and get them more engaged with your content. So a few strategies that we talked about, trying to to maybe have some type of community inside your membership area, that's a good idea. Either what we call a social wall, which is a one-page private group that you can have inside your 10X Pro members area. And you can have as many of them as you want. You can have a private group inside all the different courses that you might have, or you can just have one big one. You can have a forum if you want to have a forum style of community. And communities are great because then, you know, that's where you can start conversations, right? And people can comment, like, share, engage with each other, start conversations, all of that. So that would be a great way for you to figure it out. Well, what else should I do? What do you guys need help with? What course should I create next? And that's what I do. You know, something I do is every single week as part of your 10xpro.io access, you get a live Q&A call with me. And every week I'm live and I listen to what people ask me. And when I see questions about like, hey, John, I need help with with some SEO well that's going to tell me hey maybe I should create a new course about SEO basics how to search engine optimize your website you know and that's actually a course that we released really recently with a good friend of ours and we were able to create that course brand new course so that's how I do it right I just listen to what people are saying what are they asking me the comments they post and uh, from that I just create new stuff that you know chances are they're gonna like it because they told me they like it and that's the same thing I do for 10 Pro, the features, the new features that we deploy, the new features that the development team works on. Well, after we release a new version, my job is, okay, let's pay attention. What do people want? And I usually ask you, James, hey, James, so what have you been hearing? What do you want, right? And I do that with other clients and I start paying attention. These are the type of things that I'm going to now prioritize in the queue. And that's usually what the developers will start working on. So that's what I do from a tech perspective. But you can absolutely do this as an information publisher if you're running your membership site. So that for me, that would be my input on that question.
1: It's the SEO course with Gert.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. Gerd Malik, yeah, exactly. From
1: seoleverage.com. Yes, correct. Yeah, he's a gun. Yeah, he's a- Does our SEO. I'm going to put a couple of things. One of the feature requests I actually asked for that you have implemented in 10x Pro relates to this question because I asked to be able to see visibility mm. on consumption. I want to know who's going through my courses, how far they get through, what course completion rate do we have across all my courses? Because aside from asking my customers, I can have them show me right with the data. Yep. I can log into my dashboard. Board now and I know exactly which courses they're going through all the way to the end or where they drop off. That is telling me exactly what they want. Other things that they do is they try and ask for things. So pay attention to your help desk or your any kind of support because yeah. you know being humans, they just start going around the system. I, I noticed people in my membership wanted to meet each other face to face and then they started meeting at a local cafe in Sydney. And then I created a whole section in my community called local meetups. Mm-hmm. And now people meet up all around the world. And that was a member-led innovation. And it wouldn't have necessarily come from me asking, what do you want? They're not going to say, oh, I just want to meet people face-to-face. It just organically happened. So I'm saying a great clue is pay attention to which of your posts or threads or products are people consuming. And if your product or membership platform doesn't tell you that, then switch to 10X Pro (laughs) because it does tell you that. That's great. Thank you. I can use things like push notifications mm-hmm. to maintain engagement and to see you know if I can draw people out. Right. We use weekly newsletters mm-hmm. with different topics which we actually when we send the news though, we can see who clicks on what and which one's get more comments. And it is a really great way to see what they're most engaged in. Yeah. So there's a few ideas on how to maintain engagement. Yeah. And remember, there are different levels of engagement. You know, I would rate a post that says, you know, if you were to be a, a superhero, which one would you be? I could care less about the engagement on that. But if I did a challenge like create your offer that converts and mm-hmm. people engage in that, That's a high level. If I run a live event to subsidise my membership and to support it and bring my people together, and they buy a ticket for a thousand dollars for that, that is a super high level engagement. That in person commitment, that high dollar value—that's the one I want. Yeah, great answers. I do want to rein you in though, John. I want to go rapid fire because sure, sure, sure. Okay, you're you're too knowledgeable, and you can go in too much depth. (laughs) Okay, right. What's the most successful or popular part of your membership now? In your case. Yeah. What is the most successful or popular part of the memberships that are on your platform that you've observed people tend to mm. be the most excited about or have had the best feedback about?
0: Well, we have a few specific areas, right? So for us, it's the four pillars of a membership site. Content. So we have a ton of customers delivering courses on a regular basis as part of their membership site. We have people like you who are using it from a community perspective as well as the courses. So that is the private groups that I talked about, forum. And we have guys who are doing a lot of live Q&A calls every single week, like I do. So that's another element. Coaching. Yeah. And so that's online, being online and uh, just answering questions and or doing presentations, you know, live streaming basically. And then the fourth is like some kind of private coaching, especially if you're using the app of 10X Pro, then now it's kind of like coaching in your pocket where people are messaging you one-on-one. And these are really the four pillars. And People are using a mix of that, basically either a course plus a community like you do or any other combination. So that's really the main setup. And if you're asking me for, I watch the most used one is the courses, right? I mean, people start with courses, they deliver courses, and then then they start seeing the power of community because as you know, and as you talk about, people come for maybe the solution to a problem, like a course, let me go through a course, but they stick around for the community. So these two, if you're starting out, these two are really super important.
1: Right, well, I'd say... um... For me, yeah, it's the direct access to me. The, the yeah. private coaching, you know, that's a high value thing. It's a little more work for me, but it's also impossible for anyone to compete with me on that. There's no other James Schramko out there, so I'm rare. Yeah, and I say that not in a arrogant way, but I'm just saying you be you. You know, if you're Fred Smith or Joe Blogs or Fiona McSwagon, whomever, you can be you and let your customers reach you on a more leverage way than you can just going around everyone's house. Yeah. and as a side note to that. I think over time, our monthly trainings have built me quite a catalog of courses. I've kind of backfilled my forum based membership with the courses, mm-hmm. which we've then split out into separate standalone products, which has become my low ticket entry point at super fast results where people come in. They could buy a course for $9 or $99 and get access to content. And they will be offered a membership component, which is where this starts. So, this might actually probably answer a few other questions that come through. Mm-hmm. It's going to go down to the next one. Mm-hmm. What's the one biggest way you've scaled your membership
0: Okay. Scaling is, uh, in terms of membership, is a combination of different strategies. Obviously, you can have higher tier type of offers. You can put them into different levels. You can start selling what I call a masterclass that is at a higher level. Or you can also have lower ticket items, like you said, where you are selling different things. So to me and to some of the members that are using 10 the perfect scenario is a membership site, which is a recurring type of business where you, they pay every single month, but then also having some kind of high ticket item represents your brand that you can then launch on different times during the year. Also, lower ticket items that you can use for advertising purposes. For example, if you have advertising campaigns, you can send them to those. You sell those as a low ticket item, meaning not expensive. Why? Because then that helps you break even, recoup your costs, and then basically you get free traffic, free new customers because they just purchased that thing. And that you can then use to then offer the membership or offer the high ticket item. But all of those work with each other. So that's kind of like a great way to scale up. Obviously, uh, once you have your membership site going and everything's going, then getting more people into the funnel. That's really one of the things you need to focus on.
1: That's what I'm asking. What's the biggest way you've seen people get people into the funnel?
0: OK, well, that you need to expand your traffic sources or do more of the traffic source that works the best. So if for you is social media, then do more of that. If it's advertising, do more of that. Can you try to allocate more budget? So the hard part is to find something that works. Like you say, an offer that converts. Once you have that, OK, it's working. Now, how can we do more of that? How can we find more funds? How can we reach more people? How can I be a guest on other people's podcasts and more podcasts? Whatever it is, whatever strategy you're doing, do more of that and focus on that instead of doing the mistake, That most people make, which is, okay, I have something that works. Now, let me try to invent something else. I wouldn't recommend that.
1: I'm going to talk about my own experience here, how I scaled my membership. There's a couple of important facts. One is, almost from the beginning, I went fairly quickly to 500 people. I started with 65, Mm -hmm. and then I fairly quickly got to 300 and then 500. And I've had more or less 500 people for 11 years so you might think, oh, well, I'm not much of a membership guy, but the fact is I make more profit now than I ever did mm-hmm. because I've increased the rates over time. Mm-hmm. Right. And even though I've got a similar number of customers, I make a lot more because they pay more. How did I start? I actually started by offering my membership as a bonus mm-hmm. for people who purchased an affiliate program. Right. Then I offered it as a way for people to connect and continue on with me after they attended a live workshop, which I sold from stage on various speaking events. So I would go to a speaking event, sell from stage, give half to the promoter and then run a workshop out of my half. And then I would give people 60 days free access. And then after that, I actually recorded the workshops and sold DVDs. Remember DVDs back in the day, that little shiny disc thing. And I would sell them for three or $400 and I'd give 60 days access to my membership. Mm -hmm. And I also sold individual products and I'd give 30 days trial offer. But it wasn't automatically started. This is very important. I didn't automatically start it. I'd give people a coupon to redeem Mm -hmm. when they made the purchase on any of these things. Because if you automatically start stuff, you're asking for trouble. It's called forced continuity. And a lot of people got in trouble with that. But I realized back then I could let people start their own trial, which would then bill automatically. So it was optional forced continuity. So if I were to summarize all of that into one sentence, which you and I are both saying, John, it's this. The easiest way to scale a membership is off the back of something else. And the more expensive that something else is, the better members you'll get and the longer they'll stay. That has been my experience in over a decade of doing this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are sort of disappointed to hear this, but it is actually quite hard to sell a membership straight up. And the people who do teach that model, almost exclusively, they teach a model I don't do. Mm -hmm. They say, start a Facebook group. What they don't say is spend 12 hours a day, seven days a week, feeding this free group and get it up to size. And then you go in and you run a launch. What they don't say spend a fortune time and energy you know trying to engineer this huge launch to have this big launch and what i've seen over and over and over again in these facebook groups is most people might sell 50 or 100 members and then the whole thing fizzles out and the next thing you know they're posting a few months later you know what's the biggest way you've scaled your membership <laughs> so yeah,
0: exactly
1: i think if you can find a more sustainable method that would really be my advice so this could be the single most valuable thing i've talked about in this episode so far yeah. And certainly on a bunch of episodes, Mm -hmm. sell a membership off the back of something else. But if possible, maybe not a free Facebook group or a product launch. Instead, maybe an information product, a masterclass, a live event, a book, a podcast. In my case now, and this is where I wanted to switch gears, how do I sell my membership now? Mm -hmm. I publish two podcasts a week. I have a book on Amazon. I'm a guest on other people's shows. I have single individual products. I've got a lower ticket membership. I've got a higher ticket membership, and when people go to the products page, they see this super fast business wedge there right in the middle, and it looks like a good little Goldilocks option, which it is. It's the perfect option Mm -hmm. for most people, and I publish a social media video every single day across multiple platforms. That sounds like a lot of work, but it's not. I've already written the book, and it's published. I run Amazon ads to the book. It's all automated. My podcast for two podcast episodes a week takes me about 60 to 90 minutes a week. My social media videos are snippets from FAQs or the occasional video that I make for my team. So again, I'm doing one FAQ a month, which takes me about an hour and they can cut that up into multiple little pieces. Plus, they'll take the two podcasts I do and they'll snip them into little pieces and make videos. They're gonna make a video out of this. You might be watching this as a video snippet on social media. Mm -hmm. It came from episode 806 of superfastbusiness.com where we talk about how this snippet was made. And the secret source. in case you've been reading between the lines or not, is you need a team. And a lot of these people who are just trying to do this by themselves, when you use the word scale that's really code name for an offer that converts with a good traffic source and then a little team to help you get away from the tools. Yeah. That's my expanded answer on that. Awesome. Okay. What fears did you have to overcome to have the success you currently have?
0: Okay. Actually, the biggest one is the fear of success. Fear of success, fear of getting it done, especially when you start. Obviously, fear of failure is also one. Fear of success is, well, What's going to happen if you actually make it? What's going to happen to the friends you have? Maybe you're going to have to change all these things. Uh, so that's a real fear. Fear of failure, as, of course, is to losing face, right? Or you talk to your friends or to your family and you really want to do that business, they laugh at you and they say, well, no, you know, what are you talking about? And you are now paralyzed of taking any action. So that's another one. What members struggle as well is fear of, let's say, creating content or being in front of the camera for whatever reason, right? They feel like, well, who am I to teach? That right. So that's a. I guess I don't know what kind of fear would that be, but that's like they try to compare themselves to someone else. And the typical example is someone who, let's say, knows how to play tennis really well. He can be really good. Let's say for a beginner, he's like really awesome player, but in his mind, he's not good. Why? Because maybe he lost that championship to that incredible tennis player a few years ago, or he's not as good as Roger Federer, and he thinks, "Who am I to be able to teach someone to play tennis?" Right. This is a crazy example. But it happens all the time. People are paralyzed to take action. They feel like, who am I to teach anything? If you know something and uh, you got some results, then of course you can teach. There are multiple layers. So that's another fear. Fear of um, creating stuff like maybe people think that, I don't know, I look bad or I have an accent or that uh, I'm quirky or whatever, right? So they have that fear as well. And yeah, and the main one is just the lack of taking action. So if they just overthink this, analyze this to death, and at the end of the day, They don't do anything and time goes on and they haven't done anything. And really the best solution to all of these fears is just put your head down, shut your own brain, your own thinking. And this is especially important for people who think they are smart. I love beginners, beginners who are humble and they're like, you know what? I know nothing. Please teach me. Those guys are awesome. They will do what you say. (laughs) The guys who are experts, usually they have, like you said, their team. So they're going to look at your stuff. Great. I like this. Let's implement. Let's get it done. The worst kind is the intermediate person. The intermediate person who maybe has, you know, he has some kind of education. He's smart. He's intelligent. He thinks he knows better. And uh, the real way to succeed online or in your business, or I guess for me to everything, is to shut your mouth, put your head down, you know nothing, listen to that guy, implement, see what happens. If it fails, you now have data. It did not work. I did everything that I was supposed to do. It did not work. Let's analyze it. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now you know. But until you do all that, you have nothing to say and you should not make an opinion. That, by the way, I'm not trying to be rude. That is how I started to see results because I was one of those guys, right? Like I'm analyzing things. I'm an analytic type of guy, like meaning I try to reverse engineer things, try to figure things out. So I look at at the beginning, we're talking 15 years ago. I was looking at those guys, trying to reverse engineering what they were doing. And I'm thinking, hey, I'm better than that guy. I can do it way better. I'm not going to do what they say. I'm just going to do it my way because I'm so cool, right? No results, but the day that things change when I said exactly that to myself, put your head down and do the steps. That's it.
1: You're vulnerable about, you know, if you have a different accent or whatever. And that was one of the concerns you came to me with when I first met you is should I have someone do voiceovers with an American accent for my content? I think it can be a tremendous advantage to have an accent you stand out. I I know certainly in the U.S. market, my Australian accent stands out. I can separate myself from the vast majority of the everyday normal marketer in different countries. So I think it's okay. I think people should be less concerned about that. We're in a more aware world.
0: Yeah, that's just an example. It's more of like, oh, how do I look like?
1: Yeah. Well, definitely appearance.
0: People come up with crazy stuff, you know? I
1: could summarize what fears most people have in a bullet. Mm -hmm. And it's really the fear of not being liked, the fear of rejection. Exactly. It comes from our old prehistoric brain that doesn't want to be cast aside from the tribe because you're going to die. Mm -hmm. If they push you out of the tribe, you're dead. Exactly. You know, saber-toothed tiger is going to come and get you. (laughs) So we do probably care too much what other people think. Yes, I think what you described is definitely valid expert error where we come in and override the system with our own biases and preferences and opinions. And I would say overwhelmingly, people rate themselves as more experienced or better than what they actually are, in my experience. Mm. People who say to me that they're very advanced and then they ask questions that are extremely basic, I'm thinking there's a mismatch here between what they think they are. And what they actually are. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of when I started surfing, sometimes I would try and paddle out in seven or eight foot waves and just get smashed back to the beach. I definitely couldn't get out. Mm. All I ended up doing was breaking my board and breaking my ribs, but I didn't even know how little I knew about how unrealistic that was at the time. And I had to take a beginner mindset. Exactly. And when you take a beginner mindset, you can move up at the speed. And then only when you know the rules are you in a position to do your own thing? Mm -hmm. Now, I definitely did come online with my own set of biases and preferences. I didn't like the red screaming headlines. I didn't like the cheesiness. I didn't like the way things are done. But it was funny when I got a copywriter to help me with my copy back then, he started molding it more that way and my conversions went up like crazy. People weren't ready for the direct thing. They'll only accept that now if you're well-known. So I think the more well-known you get, the more established you are, the more you can move into your own path. But in the beginning, if you can see what's working and stay close to that lane, but put your own individual spin on it, later on, you'll get a chance to do whatever. Like, who is it? Pink just released a song with her daughter. If she did that in the beginning of her career, I don't think that would happen, but she can do whatever she wants now. Right. You want to put a song out with your daughter? go for it mm-hmm. because everyone loves her. She's earned the records. She's got the street cred. People are going to buy whatever she publishes anyway. And it's actually, it's a great song and it's lovely, but <laughs> okay. I don't know if that would have been commercially viable in the beginning. Right. right. So I think over time you get to have more sway in your own sort of dictate the terms and rules. That was a good one about fear. I, I know people have all sorts of fears, but mm-hmm. for the most parts that they're not going to be liked. There are other people that have fears like my stuff will be stolen. Uh, whatever.
0: Oh, that's actually a big one.
1: Yeah, and so people want to, they want to lock this down and right. stamp IPs and make it really hard for. I want to just address this. Yeah, the harder you make it for people to use, you know, the more customer service you're going to have to provide yeah. and the more complaints you'll get. The easier you make it to use, like I actually just give stuff away for free now instead of even bothering to try and secure it or put an affiliate link because it's just low friction. Yeah, people like Tim Ferriss, I think, sometimes seed the torrent sites with copies of their things to get the thing out there because the bigger problem you. Have have is not that people are going to steal your stuff. The bigger problem is they do not even know you exist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You are a complete unknown to the vast majority of people out there. So stop worrying about people stealing your stuff and start worrying about how the hell can you get people to actually know you exist Mm -hmm. so that they could even be interested in stealing your stuff. Like it's so disproportionate that worry. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about people coming in and stealing your stuff. I know people are going to join my membership and try and take everything and then stop as soon as possible. That's human. Mm -hmm. But there's literally a terabyte of data in my membership. It's also impossible to steal my coaching on an ongoing basis because that's a real-time deliverable that makes it very hard for someone to take that value proposition and just stop it. Right. Like it's harder work for me, but it also is a moat around my business. So think about that. Okay. (laughs) Next up. This is the old question, John. Okay. If you woke up tomorrow and you lost everything and had no money, what would the next 30 days look like to recover? Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say, don't be in that position. Just don't be in a position where you lost everything. Yeah. I teach it. It's called own the race course, have multiples, get paid in different currencies, have your product in multiple countries, have different products and services. Don't be single source dependent on anything. Don't have one team member or just you and you get sick because that's how you wake up and lose everything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a position where I wake up and lose everything. Mm -hmm. I don't think you will either, John. Mm -hmm. Have revenue share deals. You know, I've got 10 partners, so I've got my risk spread across 10 businesses to start with aside from my own. If my business vaporized tomorrow, I've still got 10 other businesses I can help out. So don't put yourself in that position. I'm really strong on this one. This is what I brought to the internet marketing space. And especially these days of deplatforming, platforming and all the rest of it. Yeah, You're crazy if you put yourself in that position. So yeah. I don't think we should spend time addressing that question. I think we should spend time preventing it.
0: Yes, yes. Decentralization. Is the word for the next five years.
1: There you go. Decentralization. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to attract members when you're just starting out with your paid membership group mm-hmm. and you don't have many followers on social media?
0: Well, we need to get an audience. Obviously, we need to build our audience. If you want to build an online business, we need to get some audience. We need to do a few things. We need to attract people to our stuff so they get to know us. Once we do that, we need to attract them to what we call join our email list. Why? Again, going back to the previous question, that is the best way to be in control of your business. And it's a great way for you to start messaging that audience about relevant stuff that they want. And the next step is we need to attract them to become a customer, right? So what are the things that we need to do? what's the multiple things that you can do, right? If you like to create content, create content. Now, what kind of content? Maybe you are a writer. Great, then do that. You can publish great articles either on your site or on other people's site to leverage their own audience so they get to know you, come to you. If you are a speaker like James and you love to do podcasts, do podcasts. Your own podcast and also be a guest on other people's podcasts to get leverage on their audience. If you like videos like me, then start doing videos on YouTube, on other platforms, whatever. And also you can do collaborations with other people on YouTube or whatever video platform that you like. Great. So these are the content type of basis. Let's say you have a great product that has been proven that, you know, people are buying and they like it. You can always start creating your little affiliate system. Invite some people so they can send you traffic. So that's like the affiliate path. If you have a budget and you are comfortable advertising, multiple ways to advertise, Google, all the other platforms out there, you can, right? Um, You can do that. Yes, indeed, these are the biggest ways to get. If you like social media, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yeah. And that works and you enjoy it, then do it. If like me, you hate that stuff, then don't do it. Do whatever you like. Okay.
1: Find a James.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do whatever you like. Okay.
1: Whatever source of traffic you like. It's good advice. You know, try and stay in your lane. Like, yeah. I do like podcasting. It's the easiest way that I can generate conversions because I don't mind talking. Happy to publish a couple of times a week. I've got a team to support me with all the tedious stuff. And if I didn't, I'd use a service like Valor Media from Charlie Valor. Yeah. So they're out there to help you. So I think getting on other people's podcasts is an 80 20. I think publishing short social media videos on an ongoing basis, it it won't get you any result in the beginning. If you set a three-month timeline on it, and you know, you can thank Gary Vee and people like that for um, perpetuating this, but it does work over time. I've seen it. I think I can attribute now over $30,000 a month to my business have come from these short social media videos because that's where people are. Even if John Lint's not there (laughs) and I'm not there that often, that's where the others are. So I'll make my videos we'll cut this thing up into snippets and my team can put that out where the people are. And you know, the thing that blows me away, one of the platforms that people are the most responsive for for my videos is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I can't stand LinkedIn, right? It's a spam inbox mm-hmm. session. Every time I log in, everyone's trying to pitch me stuff in my inbox. Yeah, yeah. But when we put videos, I people are just so bored on LinkedIn. A video is like, oh gosh, my life just got better. Right. You know, rainbows and sparkles and pots of golds and uh, unicorns. I can watch this video and be entertained and we get lots of views and people click through, they go to the site, people share it. So I think, you know, find your platform where your people are. If you are starting out, be realistic or it's basically you're going to exchange time or money. And if you've got money, you can buy ads, but what you really need is an offer that converts. So Mm -hmm. that's where I suggest, no matter where you're at, whether you're a beginner or advanced, always look to your offer. See how you can tune it. How can you make it more outrageous value? Like Trevor Toe Cracker Crook talked about on a podcast episode earlier than this. Get stuck into making sure that over time, you're just getting the right people. You don't need a lot of people with a membership if you have a good price point. And if you look after people, you know, the thing that's never asked Mm. in these things, I could go through hundreds of questions and no one's asking about churn. Right. Because these people are on the other, they're before the membership sale part. Mm -hmm. Almost all the questions are before the membership sale, but Mm -hmm. there's no point filling your bucket that's got no bottom in it. Yeah. (laughs) And I would say before you start worrying about all these traffic things and scaling, Make sure your house is in order and that when someone comes, you give them the world's best experience and they will stay mm-hmm. as long as possible yeah. or else your model won't work and you'll be one of these people, oh, I tried a model, didn't work, or I had 100 members, now i got 10, mm-hmm. help, what do I do? Exactly. Okay, next question. Mm-hmm. Of all the membership sites you've seen, what's the most successful in regards to numbers? I mean, you know, seven figures, high seven figures. I mean, it's whatever. For me, I'd say probably Scott's bass guitar lessons. I know how much he's doing in a year, but I won't mention it. Even though we did a case study podcast, so I'd refer back to that. We'll link to it in our notes. But I do know he's had around 25,000 members and it adds up to a lot, like multiple millions. How it's successful. He's serious. He's really serious about it. He is brilliant at creating full story-based narrative YouTube-style videos. He's been killing it on YouTube forever. He's really good. He's got a massive channel. He's creative. He's enthusiastic. He's really good at what he does. He's a very good guitar player as well. He's an entertainer. He's charismatic. It's like so exciting to be around him, to talk to him. He's just the guy. And he's worked really hard on his processes, his onboarding, his product offerings, the collaborations with other talent, structuring his pricing and tiers. I was you know, really lucky in a way to be on the inside of that uh, as it's being formed and to help with some of the key placements and to bounce ideas around. But he's a great operator. I'd say he's one of the most successful, but... You know, when you say regards to numbers, right? Like what numbers?
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we have also plenty of members who are making millions of dollars a year. Many people are successful. Are they all the same? No, they're all different. But they have one thing in common. Our job is to help people solve their problems. Yeah. That's our job. Whoever is, oh, I'm really bad at playing bass guitar. Well, great news. Join my membership site and follow along, and you'll be an awesome bass player. Great. Or we have guys in the health and fitness space. Well, that's why it depends on the number. Yeah. Exactly. You know,
1: is it the number of success stories? Is it the number of members? Is it the number of the profit? Is it the number of hours you work?
0: Exactly. You know
1: What type of success? So mm-hmm. I'm going to say in terms of effective hourly rate, I like my membership. It's a good size for me.
0: That's another example, yeah. yeah. You
1: know, I think I've got about 15 scheduled hours a week from my business that I commit to. It returns a good investment. I love the members that I've got. So it's a good model for me, mm-hmm. the way that I do it. I've seen lots of different membership structures that are great for those people. Some people are really outgoing and they want to be famous and they have memberships that put them up on a pedestal. Other ones are so low key and behind the scenes that you wouldn't even know they're connected to the membership. I like them too. I've got a membership like that. I'm not the face of it. I'm nowhere on the sales page. I'm not mentioning any of the material. I just happen to own it Mm -hmm. and I have other people operating it. So there's different degrees that you could define success, and there's different numbers you could succeed. But I think whoever asked this question is really looking for the holy grail, but it's just not as easy as that.
0: Yeah, it seemed like this person was trying to look for validation.
1: No, no, they're looking for something to go and copy. Yeah. Uh, it's my bet, my bet. They'd say, right, I'll just go and do what they've done. Right. Well, good luck doing what Scott's done, because, you know, you just need an enormous amount of ability, talent, charisma, luck, then getting a lot of things right, you know, and... I will say, you know, investing in training, in coaches, having a humble beginner's mindset approach with everything, being just a hell of a nice guy, those things help as well. Okay, same questions again, you know, like how do you create engagement or connection? What's a good marketing system? Mm -hmm. What's the most important thing that you did when you formed a membership site that you would advise new site builders to do more of? I'll ask you that one. Okay, are you asking me? Yeah. What must be done?
0: What must be done? Well, create uh, something that people want that is going to help people solve a specific problem. And you come up with that idea. Okay, well, this is going to be my system. This is what I want to teach people. That's how I want to help them. That's what we're doing. That's our job. Okay, so now we have that. Great. Next thing we need to do is we talked about the traffic. We talked about those things. Well, yeah, building your email list is extremely important because then you can do marketing campaigns.
1: You can only have one thing, John. What's the one thing? The one thing? Yeah. What's the one thing?
0: No, no, there's no one thing. It's uh, <laughs> You need an offer that converts, good stuff, and then you need good funnels to build your email list, and then you need to have good copy to sell that stuff. These are the three things. Okay, three things for me.
1: It's somewhere where a lot of people fall over is the copy. Mm-hmm. They just have rubbish copy that right. no one would ever buy from, right? Yeah. And it's unrealistic to expect people to buy from. Mm-hmm. Where's the copy training course that we have provided for
0: our listeners? Yeah. I have a course called Sale Copy Shortcuts, where basically you can learn really in details how to create a good sales copy that converts, sales letter that converts. We have actually four templates, four different things. And these are basically the foundations, right? The frameworks that you can use. I mean, that if you have never done any type of sale copy before, then that's going to help you create your first offer. After, if you want to boost it up, of course, work with a copywriter professional. I'm sure he's going to create something amazing for you. But if you're starting out, or if you just want to, hey, am I covering the basis? Am I talking about the different things to make a good offer? Then this is an excellent course that all our members get for free when you become a 10 Explorer member. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I'm going to answer this. What's the most important thing I did? Mm-hmm. I cared. Yeah, of course. I cared so much. Yeah. I just cared so much about my members. I know you care. You care so much. It hurts, John. You get really mm-hmm. pissed off if yeah. <laughs> you know, if someone doesn't acknowledge that you care so much.
0: I think it's important these days. It's so rare. I think it's important. There's a lot of garbage people out there. in Online, there's a lot of garbage gurus that...
1: They don't care. They clearly don't care.
0: Okay, what we're doing right now, James is reading questions <laughs> from someone else's Facebook group where he's never in that group. So think about this for a second. James and I are answering questions from some guy that is never... On his Facebook group. Unreal. We
1: care more than he does for his own group. So that says a lot. But I think caring. You know, one of my bosses once said, I care too much. I don't think it's possible. Mm. If you care enough, you'll care enough to make sure that you have integrity with what you're selling, that you can deliver a result, you promise, that you look after people when they join, you focus on looking after those people more than, you know, I could tell you that actually the next six questions relate to what's the best way to get people into my content. I'm going to break here. We're going to come back for round two in a future episode because there's more questions that this guy hasn't been answering. There's really good ones, like the best way to organize content, top priority tasks. I think there's more stuff for us here. Mm -hmm. We're just putting out a service here to help people with membership sites. Having a bit of fun. This is my buddy, John Lint. He runs 10xpro.io. It's a great platform. I use it for superfastresults.com. Check it out. Uh, Lots of other people do. You'll be hearing case studies on Superfast Business. We're going to publish them on this podcast. John, thanks for sharing so generously. Thank you. And Will you come back and address the rest of these questions with me?
0: If you have me, I'm always here for you, man. No problem.
1: I'll always have you back on the show. <laughs> Our audience crave it as well. Thank you. Talk about a guy who doesn't hold back. <laughs> the passion is just spilling out from this episode. This is episode 806, superfastbusiness.com. Thanks so much. Discover how to build your business super fast. Check out super you